0: Ukraine will learn which countries are backing its struggle against Russia when the United Nations votes later today on a special resolution about the conflict. The motion calls for Russia to withdraw from all Ukrainian territory and for hostilities to end. Major powers like India and South Africa have abstained on similar votes previously, while Russia's allies oppose it. Well, our reporter in Kiev, Victoria Zhuhan, told me how people in Ukraine are feeling on the eve of the anniversary of the start of the war
1: these days we feel grief and painful memories of people who realize that one year ago their lives have changed forever there are also fears that these days russia may attack uh, even more than it did before and what does it mean to people well Schools across the whole country were recommended to keep children at home to teach online these days because there may be intensified bombardments. And just imagine being a parent receiving a warning that you have to keep your child at home because Russia may want to kill them these days.
0: Yeah, we've actually done a a bit of a portrait of uh, life in Ukraine a day or two before uh, the actual invasion and and how normal things were for so many people. But for you, uh, Victoria, as a Ukrainian, uh, in the lead up to that war and straight after that uh, war began, just give us a sense of the conversations you were having with your family, with your friends. And when you think back to the last year, some of your reflections.
1: Well, the most recent days before the Russian invasions were filled with considerations in every family. What should we do? And is this really going to happen? So people were thinking, should they withdraw cash or should they not? Should they fill their tank uh, with fuel or maybe they are just being panicking. Should they flee already or should they wait for something worse to come? And one year on, everyone is trying to reflect whether they did the right thing, whether, uh, wh- whether they have a future that they wanted to have. And honestly, many people fear, has the worst yet come? or is it just ahead of them?
0: Yes, and uh, I suppose the conversations you're also having, uh, many people would be talking about how this war comes to an end.
1: Well, look, it might sound surprising, again, to the outside observer who, who knows how much suffering has been happening here, but sociological polls suggest that Ukrainians believe even more in the ukrainian victory than one year ago because one of the recent polls that i was checking says that 95 percent of people in ukraine believe that ukraine will win and other polls suggest that up to 90 percent sometimes 85 sometimes 87 say that Ukrainians believe that it, it's worth keep on going the fight despite all the losses that it brings as long as Ukraine is the one who wins this war.
0: Our reporter in Kyiv, uh, Victoria Zhuhan, there. Now, Volodymyr Kadongi, a former acting foreign minister of Ukraine and former Ukrainian ambassador to the UN spoke to me earlier and said the vote was unlikely to yield any surprises.
2: I don't think there will be any surprises. Uh, I think that uh, those countries that voted previously for the same kind of resolutions will also vote this time. But I hope that there could be a few more countries. We want to expand our support in the United Nations. And that's uh, something that we have to do. I think that the text of this particular resolution allows some, some more countries to join those who voted in favor.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but are you expecting countries like India, for example, to either abstain? Uh, they're unlikely to, to vote against it.
2: No, no, I don't. I don't expect India to vote in favour. Uh, well, if, it's, if India abstains, OK, let it be so. But I don't believe India will support this resolution at this particular time.
0: And, and of course, uh, China has made its position very clear uh, over the last 24, 48, yes. frankly, over the last year.
2: Yes, yes. China, well, we will be more than happy if China support this resolution. But uh, of course, you understand and to be realistic, we see China inclined more towards support of Russia at this juncture.
0: Do you think China is playing some kind of double game? Because on the one hand, uh, China talks about peace proposals. Wang Yi was uh, in Moscow uh, just yesterday saying that there needs to be more discussion around peace. And then on the other hand, the Americans are saying that they have intelligence, that China uh, would like to offer lethal support uh, to to the Russians.
2: Of course, uh, we expect, uh, you know, the declared speech by... uh, Uh, President Xi about uh, his vision of uh, the global affairs, including the war in Ukraine, which is about to be aired uh, shortly. And there we'll see its position. As far as whether or not China plays a double game, I don't know. China uh, probably is trying to distance itself equally from both sides. But like I said, uh, my impression is it's more inclined towards towards, uh, uh, Russia. And of course, China has its own strategic interest in the Asian area. And of course, when we talk about position of China to any of the conflicts, we're thinking about Taiwan, which is always on the back of China's mind.
0: Yes, I mean, you're you're a former UN uh, ambassador. You're also a uh, former acting foreign minister. How tricky uh, is this level of diplomacy, especially at a time of conflict uh, where where certain countries want to just basically sit on the fence and not have to be uh, forced to make a decision on these things?
2: We cannot uh, get rid of the diplomacy. And, of of course, diplomacy is playing an important role. But uh, I think today the most important Diplomacy is taking place at the battlefields in Ukraine, and the main negotiator is the armed forces of Ukraine. That's why it depends on how we will be strong, and then afterwards we will see some diplomatic efforts to sort of formalize the gains that we will be having
0: because it really has been the gains uh, and, and the resistance of the Ukrainian forces and the, the Ukrainian uh, nation over the last 12 months, which has really turned the tables here. Uh, you know, if you think about February in those first few weeks, every military analyst, uh, every diplomat I was speaking to uh, was saying at the time that it is inevitable uh, that, uh, that uh, you, uh, Kiev and Ukraine will fall because uh, a small country like Ukraine cannot stand up to the might of Russian forces.
2: Yes, indeed. Um, uh, we heard those predictions, and but they've never materialized. Ukraine to the, today is uh, strong enough to, to deter the uh, attack which is uh, going on in Ukraine thanks to, in, among other things, thanks to the support that the West is uh, providing to Ukraine in terms of providing its uh, military equipment and uh, weaponry. Uh, and we hope that this uh, uh, supply will continue in the future, and it will allow us to uh, be not only on the defensive side, but to um, you know, go forward and uh, liberate the territories that have been occupied, that were occupied by Russia.